to Aligned Mama Podcast. We're your hosts, Samantha Kapsick and Nikki Trout. And we're partnering up because we know motherhood is hard. Like really, really hard. (laughs) Really hard. (laughs) Get ready to equip yourself with practical tips and strategies to tackle daily trials, along with insights from expert guest speakers and relatable stories from other moms just like you. Join us weekly for advice, inspiring stories, and a supportive community of moms navigating the joys and challenges of motherhood together. Welcome back, mamas. Today we have a very, very special podcast, um, really close to my heart, and I know Samantha's heart um, for two different reasons. Uh, we are bringing you Nancy Davis. If you are around the Troy, Missouri area, Lincoln County, you probably know of her. Um, she's Miss Social, <laughs> and uh, every time you talk to her, she's always happy and upbeat and just one of those people. Um, when Samantha and I started Align Mamas, I remember telling our chiropractor, Dr. Winchester, about this crazy idea of what Samantha and I are doing along with this uh, women's community on Facebook and a podcast. And he's like, you're doing a podcast? You have to meet Nancy Davis. And I was like, who's this Nancy Davis? So he gave me your number. I called you and we talked for at least an hour, I feel like, that first time. And we on, you know, have really, really connected since then. And it's a beautiful thing. And I so much admire you in so many ways. And after you all listen to the podcast, you're going to see why. Um, Samantha, I'll let you interject for a minute. I know um, you have actually, you walked through this story before we get into it with um, Nancy, so you actually knew her. Um, you've known her for years. Yeah, so it was kind of crazy because um, you had, Nikki had called me or texted me and was like, oh my gosh, I just talked to this woman. You have to hear her story. Her son dro- drowned in a pond um, and all this stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, she sounds just like this lady. <laughs> That I was laughing, not the situation, but yeah. just like I was like, oh my goodness, that sounds like just this girl that I know that I go to church with, and um, and so I was like, well, maybe we can have them on the show together. <laughs> and then later I realized it was they it was both the same of them person, Nancy Davis. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, so I remember when Nancy had first posted on the church's um, women's page, just asking for prayers. I can like literally remember where I was sitting and just like that. I just grabbed my heart like your post had just been such a desperate I don't know I could just feel it it was like God just hugged on me and I was just like oh my gosh and so and then the next day we had gone over you know out to the hospital to pray over Charlie and got involved um so yeah it's just crazy how God works and brings um people together and just the story of like obviously you're meant to do this podcast yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes God brought you here in two different angles yes. <laughs> and she's like our marketing director she's like okay listen Nikki I have a list of women that you need on your podcast I've been working it I'm gonna get you a list next week <laughs> so that is one of the things Dr. Winchester said I asked him I said why why do you want me to talk to her like mm-hmm. what, what are you what angle are you working and he's like community he's like everywhere you go you you yeah. are able to connect people mm-hmm. and I was like huh he says that's your superpower it's like I didn't even know I had one (laughs) thanks I'll take it (laughs) it certainly is so do you want to start maybe with a little background for those of you that maybe don't know you around sure Sure. so I um, I am the mom of 
four boys. Um, they are currently 26, 20, 16, and 8. And um, we, you know, be before, like in 2015, 2016, um, I was a substitute at, at the high school, or at the middle school, at preschool, all that. Um, I kind of navigated towards special needs, and I just did everything to base my schedule around my children. They were my pride and joy. Uh, my, my goal in life was just to be the best mom I could possibly be. Uh, I was room mom, I was, you know, all that. And I took a lot of pride in that, which, you know, pride becomes, comes before the fall, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, anyhow, um, so... I was just a busy mom. We we ran. Um, we have a farm, and so I sold. You know, I, I sell beef for our farm. I was selling chickens at the time. We we raised you know holistic, you know meat, and we would sell that. And then um, that's that was just kind of what I did. So you had to a good life, home. really. Yeah, yeah. We I you know I I was able to cater to my kids. They were by all means my top priority mm -hmm. and I took a lot of pride in that so yeah. then well I think some pride is good you know don't um, be yeah yeah, yeah. It was that's good yeah right I would constantly seek the Lord and and ever since my kids were really little I knew that I could not parent without sure a relationship with 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 God and so I started doing Bible studies and it's funny because I, I was thinking about this I never finished one <laughs> I always started them in, with great intentions, and and I think the point in that is that I was consistently bearing God's word in my heart, mm -hmm. and I think that is ultimately a lifeline whenever sure. life goes sideways, right? And it did, and so I feel like whenever you are in that in that situation, up comes that word, mm -hmm. right? And that's your that's you didn't your even life. know you had it in there. Yeah, you don't even know it's there, and you know you sit in sermons and. And, you know, you, it, it's kind of like, I remember somebody saying, they asked a man whenever, he was, he was an elderly man, um, you know, what, what, what did you eat every day? What did your wife feed you every day? He's like, I don't know, I can't tell you the meal, but I was fed. Mm -hmm. And so, that's it's good. the same that's thing really as good. sitting in a church, you know, in church, you don't, you don't remember every single thing right you know but you're getting fed yeah like the seeds yes like the seeds I gave you yeah. that was and it. we're in the mustard seed right now yeah. <laughs> she gave us sprout seeds and we're like we were freaking excited. out you like, know like little girls on I, the playground get excited that was us I almost said it to you I'm so excited it's little things <laughs> it really is little things yeah <laughs> Okay, Nancy, so why don't you walk us through, you know, maybe um, what your days looked a, a couple days prior to the accident and then leading up to the day of the accident. Sure. Um, so this is kind of interesting. I, I was really struggling in the, the work situation that I was in, um, just not knowing where I fit. You know, subs, it's kind of awkward sometimes with some subs. Some teachers appreciate them, some don't. Mm -hmm. And so I remember the day, like I guess this was two days. I woke up and I got I got in my closet and I was I was like, okay, I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna read my Bible before I go to to before I get ready. This is the craziest thing. So that day, I just my eyes were blurry. The only this is nuts. So the only Bible verse I could see was this. 
or I could focus on it. And it says, he who holds his tongue is wise. And so I, so I, then I wrote, please, Lord, help me hold my tongue. And I wrote, thank you, Lord, here. I'm looking at my old journal. Thank you. Um, because I, I, I was trying to remember, you know, get my head wrapped around, like, what was life like then? You know, it's eight years ago. So then later, I guess this was later in the day, I wrote, thank you, Father, for your help today. Please help to, or continue to help me speak little. Please help me to do a good job with my student. Help me to, um, to watch my to watch my words, and then I wrote the Bible verse: uh, "Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen." And then it says, uh, "Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander." And it says, "Help me, please, can you know help me control my tongue?" And then I went on to pray for a neighbor's child, and so that was just life. Um, I was trying to do a, a good job. In the beginning of this journal, I wrote my top goals was to be a godly woman, to love and honor my husband, and to be the best mom that I could be. And then, of course, to be physically fit. Well, you know, you can't do them all. Yeah. <laughs> but, Maybe some abs, throw those yeah, in there. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so, anyhow, but, so the day of, I had, um, I was still with the same student because it was a full-time position there, or it was a full substitute position there and I had come home it was a beautiful day outside I really wanted the kids to play outside because it was just it was unseasonably warm and uh, they were all out playing football stuff like that and I sent my youngest one out with them well there was a man there that was helping my oldest son learn how to work on his truck um, he had bought and he was 16 years old at the time and then the other kids were all playing well then I had um, my niece came over, and her boyfriend was in college, and he was doing a um, oh an a, assignment that he wanted to do an interview with my son that is now 16. He was seven or eight at the time, and I guess he was eight. And they went inside. Well, all the, the big boys, they heard me say, I took Charlie in, when in fact I had said, I took Carter in. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, oh, well, so we don't have to watch him. So then I went How in, old did you say Charlie was? 15 months old. Okay. And so um, I went in and I was making dinner for everybody. I remember I was excited to, to give Charlie salmon for the first time. And I was chopping up broccoli, talking to my niece, and just excited for their visit. And everybody came in. And I was like, well, where's Charlie? Mm-hmm. And so then everybody just dispersed. Mm-hmm. And uh, I ran out to the back, and honestly, I think that that was probably for my best interest. So I de- I never saw mm-hmm. what what I was going to see, and then I heard um, my husband's blood curdling wow. sound. And uh, yeah, can yeah, you was, can you still hear that in your mind? Yeah. Like it seems like I bet your memory's not always this Just good. It no. seems like you literally have this memory locked in, like like a like a yeah yeah like a string shot and so um I ran out and they were you know Charlie was then on the sidewalk my then 16 year old had jumped in mm-hmm. and tossed him out of the pond and um I went and I just I just went into like professional mode I don't know like I my feelings my emotions that was just cut off I was all business started stripping him off and I guess I threw the clothes everywhere because mm-hmm. they were people later picked him up 
Um, and then, uh, let me just, oh. and then um, I guess I took him into the kitchen. I had wrapped him in a blanket. And so my I started doing, I guess, maybe compressions. I don't know if I was doing it, but I was with him. And the gentleman that was there helping my son learn how to work on his car, he was, um, he had previously been a paramedic. Wow. Yeah. So he, uh, hold on a second. My son's calling me. So he was doing, can we just pause for a moment? What, what is his name in your phone? (laughs) So he saved it. Oh my gosh. That would be Connor's favorite child. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just lighten the mood for like 10 seconds. <laughs> so, yeah, I have them in order on my of age on my on my phone. And it was actually, it used to be my oldest son. His name is Christopher. We, I call him Fur, just to shorten it up. And here recently, his girlfriend was really sweet to me. So I, I moved Beyonce. her up. So I, I told her I moved her up. <laughs> <laughs> and well, I guess Connor had made me mad, so I moved him down. <laughs> so where is your husband at? He is at the top. Oh, aw. He he named oh, himself Big Daddy. Okay. I love it. So. Oh, I love I your really sense of humor. To, I need to keep keep people off my phone. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a short intermission there. Back to the seriousness. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we were in the kitchen and. Um, we were dialing 911, and my husband is just freaking out. And um, just on, I think I could just say he's unraveling, and he's like, he's dead, and he's screaming this. And I'm like, no, and I'm pounding the floor. God is gonna save him. Wow, God is gonna save him. In hindsight, I really wish I had said Jesus then, but I just mm-hmm. said God, you know, I don't yeah. know, but um. Then the paramedic, I guess I was really loud because the paramedics get there and they're like, Nancy, keep praying. This is a neighbor of mine wow. from out at our farm mm-hmm. that comes in and we go on out of the room while they take over and we start. How quickly were they there? I don't know. It felt okay. like minutes. Okay. Cause you live remotely. So that's also like a God thing, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean like, yeah. And so I don't know what, at what point in time, maybe when I stepped up. Um, in a way to walk out, I got on my phone and I literally wrote on my page, Charlie just de- drowned, pray for a miracle. Wow. And um, so we go and we sit on the couch with one of my children there. And I just, and I told my husband, we will never blame anybody for this. Wow. This is an accident. And um, a, an investigator comes in and I had one of my children were sitting there with me and I, I stood up and I'm like, we'll talk outside. This conversation will not be in front of any of my children. Mm-hmm. And so it was all business. Well, apparently that looked suspicious to people, <laughs> which I'm like, no, I'm protecting my kid. Right. You're not going to have these right. conversations right. in front of my children. Yeah. Um, and so I apparently my niece, God love her, she's a feisty one too she's you don't want to mess with her so she was like no this was an accident I guess she was she went into mm-hmm. like protective mode also after yeah. we left I don't really right. know but I know that that happened so from there they 
I guess they, I don't know what happened, but I remember walking out and I had heard they have a heartbeat. And so do I talk about like people? You say what, yeah. Later, I, I find out that at the church, they're doing it. And this is actually, there's a, an episode of this where Matt, our pastor, describes what's going on at church. And I have it saved on YouTube, which is amazing, that, to have their perspective. So they're talking about, um, they're getting building up to a series for Easter from mothers who had to say goodbye to their children to show the perspective of Mary seeing mm-hmm. Jesus on the cross. And as they are meeting, they get the news, and they pray in the parking lot, and a friend of mine was with them, and they pray, get a heartbeat. So then she leaves, and she comes to our house, and apparently there's like 20 people in our yard um, praying. And when I come out, she's stepping, she's opening the door of her car, and when I come out, she hears they have a heartbeat. I know, right? And yeah. so then I'm loaded into the car to the back seat of some friends who I didn't even know whose car I was in mm-hmm. until like maybe a year later. Wow. <laughs> like yeah. it's crazy how you're just Yeah. You're only dealing with like what you can. It's like everything's compartmentalized. In that moment, like, you know how, have you ever heard of the book, you know, women or yeah. men are like waffles and women are like spaghetti. Yes. Everything's connected. So true. I was like all business. I felt like the waffle. I, everything was just, we're dealing with things as an as needed basis. Mm-hmm. And so we're in the car and I remember touching my son's leg and I just didn't understand why it was cold. He was still in wet pants. Wow. He had gone, mm-hmm. he never went and changed. I had gone and changed. And, and I remember when I was changing, my neighbor from up the road came down. She, she was crying. I was not processing at the time. And, I, and she was hugging me and crying. And I'm like, shocked. Like, what is happening? Wow. Because she had had a baby that died of SIDS. Wow. And she knew. And they mm-hmm. heard it. I mean, we live in a cul-de-sac. It was fantastic whenever we were raising our children because I could hear her yelling up at her kids up the road. And it just warmed my heart <laughs> to know Amazing. I wasn't the only one. Like, oh, same down here, sister. <laughs> yeah. Get in the house or get in the car. You know, you name it. We're just doing life. Mm-hmm. And so anyhow, uh, so we go from, you know, we go to the hospital. And I don't even remember... I don't even remember, maybe I do remember kind of walking through, but we were ushered in fast mm-hmm. because I guess they were delivering him by, by helicopter. Mm-hmm. And so I get, and there were other people who had been following him to Lake St. Louis. Well, then I guess they got him because he was not stable enough to fly in a helicopter. But once they got him to, to Lake St. Louis, they, he was stable enough instead of taking him into Lake St. Louis they put him in a helicopter in Lake St. Louis and wow. then helicoptered. So we have a long train of people that are on the way to Children's Hospital, which is an hour away. Lake St. Louis is like a half an hour away. Mm-hmm. So I remember Matt saying it was the longest, 
like car ride of his life and that was in the sermon well then I have another friend that was maybe behind us with the other kids like I think we only had maybe had one or two I don't remember mm-hmm. but but they felt like it was really long and she just kept on praying you know Lord let him be okay Lord let him be okay and whenever they got near element which is kind of like a crossroads mm-hmm. between highways um they said um she said she heard, you know, God just say he's going to be okay. So when she got to the hospital and everybody's weeping and crying, there's like 40 people there at the hospital. And I could be wrong. Maybe there's 20. I don't know. But I would think I remember somebody saying 40. Like they gave us our own conference room. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess the rooms just kept get, getting bigger. I don't mm-hmm. know. I was in back. But she just started telling everybody, no, he's going to be okay. And the air just kind of changed from this sorrowful morning thing to no he's gonna be okay and uh, do you remember what you were doing on the car ride do you remember I was just sitting there and were you even praying or were you like in a shock I think I was in shock yeah I can't say that I was praying I know I was but I think I was just I don't even it was just a blank Mm -hmm. I have no idea yeah but I do remember later we were there, and I just remember being on the floor under, like, with my hand on his foot while they worked wow. and, and covered him with, with wires and all the things. And on my previous pastor, Pastor Ray, who, you know, Papa Ray, he was there, and then Matt was there. And it was really cool because it was like... The, our home church mm-hmm. and the new church and there was animosity between some people there because you know there's rumors oh they broke up no we did not break up we sponsored the new church yeah. sure you know yeah. it's, it was a good thing but it was new people didn't understand that yeah. but it just it made my heart just so happy to know that they were both there mm-hmm. it, it was just awesome but um they were praying over him and I remember somebody had said like I don't know. I want to say that Pastor Ray and Matt were both praying over him. And he, like, moved his foot or did something like that. And, but, like, Matt could tell you more how he was kind of, like, they were, and then there was Dr. Bockhorst. He was, he's an elder at our church, and he had been mm-hmm. our previous Sunday school teacher that we had, you know, I remember him whenever he had, like, two kids. And right. now he's got ten <laughs> plus grandkids. So it's like, you know, we had done life a little together there. <laughs> and so... I just felt really protected yeah. in that situation. I had, you know, Dr. Bockhorst was my interpreter, and then they were mm-hmm. my prayers. And bless my husband, he was just, you know, bouncing around just in shock sure. as well. But we, we handled things so differently. And I'm like, no, God's going to save him. God's going to save him. And, I mean, there were all these people that were coming. They were bringing food, and they were things that happened and. 24 hours I thought happened in a week wow like um the chaplain there gave us footprints like a year later of footprints we had done as um as a goodbye wow like they had done Mm -hmm. fingerprints and they had done all these things I thought it was like a week I didn't know that it was over that I can attest the conference room was huge and the 
whole thing when we came in. I'm like, holy cow, are we having a cookout here? Like, it was just completely full of snacks and drinks and food, and mm-hmm. like, just the whole church was just in there rotating out. And I remember getting texts like, okay, who's getting going up there to pray? We're going, we're leaving. Someone else come, and it was just like this constant like prayer warrior conference conference room and then obviously in his room too but it was like so samantha you saw the post can you talk about seeing that post (sighs) yeah i was sitting on my office um for um and i just remember like when i read it i just could tell her desperation and her voice and i or not voice i'm sorry and like the writing i don't Mm -hmm. know i just there was something about it and just like my heart stopped and i remember telling my husband like oh my gosh Charlie drowned and like we need to pray for him because we like served in Sunday school and stuff mm-hmm. and so we knew him and uh so then I just like remember like we were just like praying hard and in, in the our off my office on the floor and holding hands and I had a friend over and we were all just like praying together through the night and then you know the next morning went up there but it was just I don't know that. Could you feel the presence of the Holy Spirit when yes, you walked and in? I remember going in and actually telling Chris when we hugged him, I remember saying, I think he's going to be okay. And he was like, I think so too. And like we were just crying together. And, mm-hmm. um, but I was like telling him that and then like walking into the room, there was powerful presence and just this peace and calm that is like, I guess that surpasses all understanding right. because it didn't really make sense. Um, but I can, yeah, it's like giving me goosebumps because I can remember all of it. And I feel like God was so strong in the, in the moment because of how powerful, like, I don't know. I've just, I've read other posts about things on the women's pages and, you know, like you're praying for them, but there was something different about, sure. I, it was just, yes, it was like a desperate, yeah, mm-hmm. it was just powerful. I also think, too, just like you talked about prior to the accident, I mean, you were digging into the word. Was this on the podcast before we were talking about it? Yeah, she was digging into the word. So she was an active Christian seeking after God and doing all these things, planting all these seeds. Um, And I think, I mean, just like in Sadie's situation with the cancer, I think the army was built. It was already God put that in place. And I just think Mm -hmm. then you saw the fruition of that. And then just in contrast, think about those families that don't know God. Yeah. You know, and that's why you felt something different. There was a presence there. Like he's exactly. there if we look to them. And I just, I just can't even imagine. Mm-hmm. I just, I remember my husband, he had to take the kids home or, you know, and, and I remember getting a text because like he's struggled with his walk and, uh, we're definitely, and I think most men and women are in different places. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I remember getting a text from him and it was like the most wonderful text I've ever received and he talked about how I mean this blew up on face on social media uh, I don't know how it blew up but it did and there were people from different countries mm-hmm. wow. there were people from all over the United States sending us messages mm-hmm. talking about how they're moved by our faith and how you know and Chris had texted me he's like so many people are being reached by Charlie's story right He's like, this is such a, he's like, I just can't imagine, you know, this is such a big faith builder. And, you know, I'm like, wow, I can't believe, who took my husband's phone? (laughs) This is a miracle happening right here. And I was just so excited. Well, then he reached out to, or maybe, I don't know, there was a text 
um, uh, chain between him and the guy, the paramedic that was at our house that was our friend. And Chris was, I, I don't know if he was apologizing to Chris or Chris was thanking him. And um, Chris was like, he's got a chance because you were here. He's like, thank you so much. He's like, Chris, it wasn't me. Mm-hmm. He's like, I was doing mouth to mouth. He says, I felt your hand on my shoulder and I turned around to see what you wanted. He said, and nobody was there. No way. Oh my gosh. I know. He's like, I believe in miracles. Wow. Yeah. He says the hair on the back of my neck. Wow. My mind just did. He's <laughs> like, like it stood up. He said, I felt, he said, no way. He said, I felt peace pour over me from the crown of my head to the tips of my toes. Mm-hmm. He's like, I knew in my soul from that point, Charlie's going to be okay. He's like, everything changed. He's like, even, he's like, he was doing mouth to mouth. Even his lips felt different. He said, and water just started pouring out. He said, I just knew he was going to be okay. And that has been consistently what people have come to us. You know, I had a friend who, she was on the ball team that, you know, that of my then eight-year-old. Um, or her son was, and she remembered, like, it was really weird going to those, but, I mean, you know, of course, we can progress to that point, but Mm -hmm. she had told me how she had cried for days because she has four boys, and her husband was like, okay, we're not even close to this family. Why are you so upset? And she's like, it's just so close. He says, it's just so close. She said, and so finally, he said, you need to go collect yourself, and she said, uh, she went and she took a shower and she just felt the Lord speak to her. Charlie's going to be okay. And then she got out of the shower and she's like, okay, God's going to be okay. And she started singing that song, um, God is on the move. Wow. Hallelujah. God is on the move. On the move. Hallelujah. (laughs) That's it. Well, so then she gets out and she, she, everybody kept going to the Facebook posts Mm -hmm. and I had posted that. God, it's on the move. No way. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and so, and the crazy thing is we've got a friend wow. who that is her son-in-law's band. Yeah. No way. I know. It was just wow. crazy. All the connections yeah. that would, so it was crazy. But anyway, so back in the hospital, I guess we're in like maybe the first 24 hours. Mm-hmm. They kept saying, you know, everything's really bad here. His lungs are sticking mm-hmm. together. Yeah, I remember the doctors coming in and talking about whatever the gel that they syringe. Yeah, into the lungs and how they had given him too much and that his lungs were sticking together. And I remember just like starting to pray, and me and Matt looked and like, nope, we're not going to believe that. And I just started praying like under my breath. And so I remember all, you know. This is at the church? This was, no, this was in the room. Me and Matt were in the room, and the doctor was giving the notice. And I like looked at Matt, and I'm like, uh uh. Oh, you were there, there. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that you were there. there. No, I was there, there. Like, I brought anointing oil. We were praying over She was rebuking because she was saying, nope. I was like, uh-uh. I looked at Pastor Matt. I was like, mm. And, like, we just started praying. And I was like, put my hand on Charlie. And I just was like, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Like, that is not going to happen. His lungs are going to heal. And, like, yeah. So I was in the room when the doctor came in. I'm like, uh-uh. That is not, might be the, what the doctors say, but that's not the news we're expecting. Yeah, that's exactly it. And so, um, 
from there, I guess Matt was communicating with the church, and the church was praying. Mm -hmm. I guess people had had gathered there, and I heard 40 to 60 people were there praying, and uh, they were getting, you know, uh, updates from Matt or somebody else that was there, and they just kept going back and forth, and slowly all these numbers that they would say, this number has to go up in the next 24 hours or whatever, and and it would go up. I don't, I don't even, mm-hmm. I really can't share details because I don't remember. I just know that 24 hours or, you know, turned into 36 hours and 36 hours slowly turned into a week. And um, at one point in time, I had a friend, oh, I remember, somebody had, I guess, whenever we were faced with the, the possibility of having to say goodbye, um, I started brainstorming, and I guess this does go back to what you know Winchester had said about connecting people. I started reaching out, brace yourself, <laughs> to moms that needed organs for their children. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Wow. So I knew an aunt whose nephew needed, I think it was like a liver. I don't remember. And then I knew another mom whose son needed a kidney. And I reached out to both of them to find out what your blood type is. I'm having Charlie checked. And there was the blood donor group that came down to like plan harvesting his organs. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I was prepared for that. I was like, okay, you know, if, if Charlie's going to die, he's not going to die in vain. Yeah. Because I was like, I want to be prepared and make the best of the situation. You know, we can, and in the back of my head, this is really ridiculous. And, and later I was told, you need to just tell Satan to stop. In my brain, I was like, well, I guess our family's all going to fit in one car again. Wow. Like, is that yeah, like, I mean, you're, you're just being honest, and this is why God has you on this for, podcast. Yeah, you are literally just being honest. You're grasping for something yeah something to be like positive about like that's so bad but um but that one of the aunts okay so i re i don't know maybe i reached out to the aunt of that grand or of her nephew who needed the kidney and that aunt her brother is a pastor well i guess they had been sharing stuff on facebook he was in Africa at the time, and he knew what was going on. Now he's a Pentecostal, yeah. and he's like, and I don't, I didn't know. Yeah, I have no clue. I, you know, he's, he loves Jesus. Okay, let's roll. So anyhow, <laughs> so so she texts me. She says, "My brother's trying to get a hold of you. He doesn't have phone service, but he has Facebook. You need to accept his friend request. He wants to pray with you." I'm like. Okay, this is weird. So we bring all these people in to pray with him, and I accept, and I get him on the phone through Facebook, um, voice talk, whatever, and he's like, okay, where are you at? And I said, well, we're all here. We're going to pray with you. And he's like, send everybody out. I just, he's like, I just want to talk to you and your husband. I'm like, oh, okay. And, And he's like, where's your mind right now? And I was like, well, it sounds like, He's probably going to pass, and, you know, I'm trying to find, you know, organ don't, or, you know, people that need organs so we can make the best of it. You know, God knows the numbers and Mm -hmm. blah, 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 you know, all these things that are, you know, biblical, right? And he's like, you need to stop it. 
He's like, you need to rebuke Satan right now, and you need to claim authority over your son and claim his healing because this is not God's will. And I'm like, say what? My authority? I don't have any authority. He's like, yeah, you really do over your son. And he, he begins to tell me all this. And I'm like, this isn't how we were raised. You know, we're Baptist. You know? <laughs> we, <laughs> we don't dance. We don't dance, <laughs> and we sure don't speak in tongues. And I'm like, okay, what's this? Is a new way of thinking. And so he's like, just pray after me. He says, put your hands on his head, put your hands on him, and just repeat after me. And I'm like, okay. And we started thanking God for Charlie's healing mm-hmm. that, was cl- that, that you know, Jesus paid for this on the cross. And by his stri- stripes, he is healed. And we're just, we're just continually, over and over, thanking Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for Charlie's healing. Thank you, Jesus, for Charlie's healing. You know, you paid the price. It's all through your stripes. And Charlie's eyes opened that is so biblical like what he did because even jesus could do no miracles or little miracles in his hometown because people didn't believe and even when jesus went to heal he said no peter you come john or whoever Mm -hmm. he kicked them all out there's so much just like the mustard seed that now you know isn't it interesting i went through a whole journey of what really is the truth about healing and i'm so much in line with that pentecostal guy i I didn't know it before yeah no no do you do you follow Andrew Womack on? Mm-mm. Okay, so he's Pentecostal and he really preaches um, healing. And so moving forward, I started listening to stuff like that because it builds your faith. And I remember mm-hmm. you talking about how you started listening to the 700 Club. Yes. That's the only news I would watch mm-hmm. because I was like, I cannot take in any negativity. Right. Like I had no tolerance for mm-hmm. it at all, it was all positive. You know, and from that point on, we were like, you can't come in here unless you are, are believe. Mm-hmm. There's That's no amazing. doubt allowed here. And that lines up with, I don't know if you've, if you've heard of, um, Joy Smith. I want to meet her someday too. I met you her. And her. Oh yeah, we met. Yeah. Yeah. I read her book and yeah. no, I told her, I was like, I, she's my other nerdy person. Um, oh, I can set that up for you. Like, yeah. I like, okay. Again, like. I had two, I had really good Christian pretty friends on this side and then on the other side. And I had the one friends that are like, if it's God's will that Sadie be blind, you nope. know, it's, and I, but I was, yeah. even though I like was walking with God for years, I would say 10 years solidly at that time. I didn't know the answer to it until it was my child, which I went to war with. And I said, okay, I got to know, I got to know that God's real. I had to prove myself again. I had to know what his character was. And then I looked at the new Testament scriptures. What did Jesus say? And I read them again and again and again. And he says, faith, 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 faith. Oh, ye of little faith. He rebukes just like you in that, you know, I knew even last week I had a weird faith moment myself. And I know God was saying, Oh, ye of little faith, like shaking me. But that is the truth. That is biblical. I don't know what other people are like reading the Bible, but if you've ever had a child where you've had to access faith, look at the scriptures and you know what the truth is. He says the playbook is God's sovereign. His will be done. He says to ask. He doesn't say like, he doesn't say have, do you know what faith means? Faith means to ask, um, ask is it, well, faith is, um, the hope for thing of what is it called? That for the unseen, I, I'm like losing my words. But anyways, how do you have faith if you don't fully believe? Mm-hmm. And I know it's counterintuitive to what the doctors are saying. And those are that's mm-hmm. when you look at people and they look at you back like you have two heads. No, I'm going to believe in this crazy thing. Like mm-hmm. shut up if you don't. Like get out if you don't agree. Mm-hmm. But then you you seek God, you have faith, and then you wait with patience. Mm-hmm. 
that is the playbook, you know? And I just feel like it's such a disservice to be like, it's more, I'm more of a saint if I say, oh, your will be done. That requires no faith. None. It's the way easier walk. Anyways, there's my tangent. I love you so much. This story, you need a book. You need a book too. You really do. It's been discussed, but you know, in due time. That is funny that you say that whenever I used to pray about that all the time. And I have a pendant that, um, that a sweet lady from, um, from where our farm is, she had sent me and it says hope. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it had been passed around, which I need to send it away to somebody, but it has hung on my rearview mirror Aww. since since the accident. She had mailed it to me and said, you know, this is what I got. My daughter had this struggle, and so-and-so gave it to me to remind me where my hope comes from. Wow. And uh, I'd been praying about it, praying about it, praying about it, and I was like, you know, Lord, I don't know how to write a book. You know, do you want me to write a book? And uh, just tell me. My son gets in the car that day when I pick him up from school and I mentioned something. He's like, mom, you really need to write a book and this needs to be the cover right here. And he hits that, and he hits that pendant. Oh, the hope. The oh, hope. And I'm like, you are yeah. so sweet. Maybe someday when I get time to sit down, yeah. I don't know, with somebody I that... Mean- and yeah. again, it's interesting. Your story is so similar to hers. And like yes. you went all mama bear. And then there's a point where you're like, okay, listen, everyone out if you doubt. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and also, you know, it just reinforces the power of prayer. If it is truly a yeah. spiritual war we're facing, even um, in Daniel, like the Prince of Persia withstood me 21 days. I couldn't come. Like if, the, if this is all from what we do not see, the fact that you stopped everything right away and you wrote that Facebook post how crazy is that? It's you insane. knew. You knew what you needed. Insane. Yeah, absolutely. And so I actually, I met Joyce. And um, yeah, well, we can talk more about that later. <laughs> I love her. And I can, yeah, I, can, I, can I, I actually I'm had visions, you know, speaking of hope, I had visions of, because I'm like, Sadie's miracle is going to happen. Her miracle is going to happen. I had visions of me setting up a team before this aligned mom is and all these things in my darkest days. Me going in to the cancer ward with her and other ladies and literally praying over kids. Like, I don't know if that's ever meant to ever happen. I used to, to think happen. about that, too, because God is so present in yeah. those hallways of that, mm-hmm. of that hospital. Like, it was thick in there. I had a friend yeah. tell me how she felt, um, she felt guilty because all she wanted to do was come sit there in that presence because she could oh, feel it so mm-hmm. thick. And, you know, and... I've been in Bible studies where they talk about the peace that surpasses all understanding. I absolutely had that. I mm-hmm. had the joy and I had the peace in the darkest moment, which some people thought I had lost my mind. Which <laughs> I was going to say, like, when I saw you, you were just, like, so calm and you were talking. And, like, I was just like, how is she not a puddle on the floor? Like how, right. and you're just like so well put together. You smiled at one point, like he's going to be okay. Like it was just like, holy moly. Yeah, it's true. Um, and, and I, I would, people would tell me that all the time. And in my flesh, I would tell them I'm curled up in the fetal position, sucking my thumb mm-hmm. in the corner over there on the floor, <laughs> but it's through Jesus. Like it, right. but God. Um, I, I could not have gotten through any of that. I had some, another thought that I can't remember, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was really thick. It was really obvious. And I think it was just proof that because it did surpass all understanding Mm -hmm. that uh, that should not have been the case. I should not have been at peace. I should not. I mean, I was at peace with whatever came. 
You know, I know. And this is what, whenever I was preparing for this, the overall um, message I just felt God pressing on my heart was no matter what your journey is, no matter your circumstances, bad, good, in between, God is with you. Right. There's not a single place you can go. God is going to be with you. He's there in your darkest hours. He's there when you're sinning. He's there. Mm -hmm. And and he's there for you. Yeah. And he'll never leave you. Yeah. And so that was kind of like my overall, like this is what you need to tell people mm -hmm. is I'm there. And so I, I sat in a Bible study one time and they, 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 <laughs> I went to this drop-in Wednesday Bible study with this group. I hadn't been there once, and and they were they had veered, they had to take a break with because I guess the leader wasn't there, and so a substitute was there, and they were talking about the question was you know have you ever been in a difficult situation? <laughs> <laughs> and I just and I hadn't I had I guess I hadn't really dealt with anything any grief of anything. I just burst out bawling in a room of strangers. Aww. Like there were maybe, there were two people there that I knew. <laughs> the teacher <laughs> and the girl that was sitting next to me. And I am just ugly sobbing. And I'm just like, oh. Is that one of the first times you remember letting it out? One of them, yeah. 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 And, I, and I was like in a room full of, and I mean, this was like uh, years later. Wow. wow. <laughs> because you live in survival mode for mm -hmm. so long. But, uh, but yeah, so do I, do I need to backtrack? Okay, hold on a second. Let me backtrack. Yeah. Because, I mean, I feel like it's, there's so many big things. Like, we had that. So we ended up having that pastor come. Yeah. We ended up having people come from all over the place and pray over him. And I had talked to you about this earlier. I had people. It was the first time I had really been um, witnessed people coming and praying in tongues. And the craziest thing to me is that there were multiple people from various walks of life that did not know each other that came and said the same prayer in tongues in tongues so you just recognize it I as the exact same what they were saying and i'm like i don't know what they're saying wow. but i could but they, it was the same thing and mm -hmm. i just thought how that was so neat to see yeah there is a connection mm -hmm. it's all connected yeah and it's all jesus yeah and so we we had so many people come to us and i could talk about that forever about the the, just the different, you know, groups and the different, you know, um, people that were just drawn to us. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know where to start. So it's like, I guess we have started. <laughs> yeah. So back in the hospital, we were in the NICU. I want to say for maybe a week. I don't really know. I think we were in there for maybe for a week. Um, we then were moved to the neuro rehab floor. And there, things got hard there. He started doing a lot of neurostorming. And if you know, you know. Um, if you've witnessed that, it's very difficult. It's where his heart rate would go up to like 200. And he would be sweaty. And his just his body is just fighting himself. Mm. And um, it is really, really difficult to watch. And so that's where I think... We went from that emotional high, like he's gonna be okay. We're gonna fight mm -hmm. this. He's, you know, making. Oh, we were seeing all these changes that, you know, I even had a doctor, the friendly doctor from the NICU that I love. <laughs> um, I, I, he would come up and visit, and he had talked about the um, one of the scans. It looked like where he had been. I guess I should. I never mentioned this. He was without a heartbeat for forty-five minutes. Wow. And his brain scans or 
EEGs or whatever it was, I can't remember, um, looked like he had suffered maybe a 15-minute um, injury. Wow. And so he had really high hopes, mm-hmm. um, but the neurologist did not. They wanted to paint the worst um, scenario. And I feel like it was the worst scenario because maybe just a... Um, cover themselves for lawsuits maybe like oh well you i don't know if that's it or, or is it how they naturally dark. cope too because is it like let me give the worst case scenario and if it's any better then obviously that goes against yeah. the faith thing but yeah i guess so. under promise over deliver type of thing maybe, maybe. yeah like, right worst case this yeah is, yeah and then if you get better than that that's a plus yes yeah. well we had this one particular doctor who uh we called richard <laughs> That was not his name. <laughs> yeah, the short form of Richard. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, even my father would ha- didn't have nice things to say about him, and he would never, never talk sure. way about anybody. He's so you're validated sweet. for his name. Yes. <laughs> and he came in one day, and my my care team that was supposed to be my support team. Um, they came in to get to know me, and then the, and then we all sat down at this long table, and they're su- they're supposed to be my support, and they're going to tell me, you know, what the MRI says, and they're like, you're not going to get the healing that you think you're going to get. They so, just I mean, come out and say it that. It was a long. Wait, who's the support team? The entire rehab team. There's wow. probably 20 people there. So they're all talking in the other room like, hey, this lady's crazy. We've got to break it to her. Like yeah. she actually thinks that her son's going to get yeah. this miracle. So my support team, they're sitting there sobbing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, I'm, and I was like, I'm sorry, you don't know Jesus. And I can't accept that. Well, and so they're talking and I just pushed away and walked off. Okay, so we were in the big, the big conference room, 20 people. They're telling me. Your husband was with you, I assume. No. Oh. No, he was at home doing life. He had to go back. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is that I was in Children's Hospital for two months. And then, uh, and so for a good month, I was there by myself. And so I guess I should say that how the church was wonderful. Like, I was there all the time. I did, they did, for Easter, they set up uh, a I had never FaceTimed before. This was amazing. Okay, I have to, this was amazing. I have to talk about this and brag on them. So we were still in the NICU, no, not NICU, PICU. And um, they did, they brought us into Easter service by Bluetooth. And they interviewed me and I was up there, which is nerve wracking because, you know, I always scare them and say something ridiculous with, with a big audience. Oh, hey, Dick's walking in. They had had rented out the place next door. So they had all their services together. It was like 500 people there. That was big for us at the time. Now it's enormous. So, Mm -hmm. but they, they did the interview and then they're like, Hey, walk with us. And I'm watching them and they pan over and my boys are there at church. And so I get to sit by him. And then as people were leaving, they'd come up and Aww. say hi. It was That's like really so sweet. Special. The janitor lady that was sweeping, she got to, to do church with me. I'm like, hey, come on in here. Aww. Watch church with me. It was awesome. Yeah. It was so cool. People but, showing up. Yes. They were so good to us. They were so good to us. But Can we uh, rewind a little bit? Um, did How did 
do you remember conversations or moments with you and your husband within the first two or three weeks and the differences of how you two coped? I know you were saying you were kind of going the faith thing, but like, could you guys hug and cry with each other? Were you guys there for each other? I think we were still so in shock and I, and I wish we had leaned on each other more. And I love that you asked that question because where I had a huge support, like I had this online group that was praying and feed and, you know, feeding me Bible, Bible verses. He dealt with things differently. Like a man, he went back to work. Yeah. He did life. He was super dad. He was getting kids to and from, he was accepting the meals. That was kind of Mm -hmm. entertaining. Uh, everybody did the meal train for us, which they were feeding them way too much. <laughs> My house looked like Ponderosa. <laughs> uh, that dates me. And, but, but anyhow, it did. And then we even had somebody come and clean our house and match our socks. Aww. Like, what? And so, yeah, I didn't even want to match my socks. Like, we have a house of six people, yeah. you know? They just went to the boys, which was, you know, all of them. They went there, and then mine got put away. Um, but they were wonderful. They were so good. But he didn't have maybe that support. Or maybe he, maybe they attempted to, and he just didn't accept that because mm-hmm. he's not a... You know, we used to joke, we have a boy family. We don't have feelings. Yeah, right. Like, we don't we yeah. do not do feelings here. Like I that. think men really fail in showing up for each other. They really, like, way more than women even. I think women fail oftentimes. I know Eric in that regard for sure. Yeah, I'm not saying that guys didn't try. Yeah. Um, because I'm sure they did. I, I know of mm-hmm. a handful of guys that tried at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you do whenever they don't reciprocate? Sure. You just, you take the hint and they're like, okay, peace out. Yeah. And go on with life because everybody has busy lives. And so I felt, I think that he felt really alone and probably for years, honestly, because I was 100% Charlie, everything else. You go to the kid that needs you the most. Yes. And so, I mean, I would try in the hospital. Um, we then went from Children's Hospital to Rankin-Jordan, which is a rehab hospital, which is set up to get, so you can go home and get ready for your child to come home, but I wouldn't leave. Mm-hmm. And even though it was really bad for my health, um, I wasn't eating much. You couldn't use the shared bathroom because there were four other, there were three other kids in the room. So you couldn't use that bathroom. So I would only go to the bathroom whenever he was with a therapist. Aww. You couldn't eat in the rooms. You couldn't eat there. Oh, gosh. You could only eat in the area that's designated for eating. So I would only eat whenever he was with a therapist. Um, and so I was eating like one meal a day. I was only going to the bathroom randomly, like, you mm-hmm. know, really scarcely. Yeah. Or I would like wheel him with me. Oh, and wow. so it was, it was a really difficult time. Like I withered away quite, I, I mm-hmm. looked like Skeletor. Um, no problems there now. But, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the problems I trained. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it is what it is. But, um, well, you didn't get to finish the conference room. So, oh, yeah, yeah, back. Yeah. so you're in the long conference room. Yes. So we're in the long conference room. They tell me you're not going to get the healing that you think you're going to get. I told them I cannot accept that. I will not accept that. Yeah. And that's okay. And so, I mean, the, the care team, they would ask me, well, what is, what is, is success? What would make you happy? 
well, what would make me happy? My kid walks out of here. Yeah. I'm not delusional. Mm-hmm. I know that he's not. I mean, but I'm hoping that he is. Right. Uh, you know, that God gives me that miracle. Right. Yes, please. Right. Um, sign me up. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't delusional like they thought I was, but then the care team, they went with that to one of the nasty doctors, Dr. Richard, and they told him, <laughs> they told him, you need to go in and take her hope. Yeah. Man. And so he came in, and I had a friend there. Man, I'm sure now you're like, see, suckers. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, I know yeah. you're going to get to this, but, right? like, I'm yeah. sure there was a point. Like, Yeah, and so I had, I had a friend there. I had a chiropractor that was there that was seeing him, and that's a whole other miracle there that brought these ladies together that I could share about. And then I had a friend there that was just visiting, and he comes in and he tells me, you know, you're not going to get the, the, the healing you think you're going to get. And I had been um, asking questions about hyperbaric oxygen, and which I know now know that I should have had him in like ASAP. Mm. Hindsight's 2020. Um, you add fear to the situation and you just don't know what to do, especially when you're there alone in that situation. And, and I didn't have, I mean, there was no choice. My husband had to be working and mm-hmm. like, paying for our house and our bills and getting our kids to school and helping them cope. And so, um, but he tells me, he says, you know, the only, right now you're neglecting your other children. Um, If you continue on this, on this path, you're going to end up bankrupt and divorced. Hey mamas, thank you so very much for tuning in today. We decided to pause the podcast here. We thought it was a good stopping point, and we will resume Nancy's story here on our next podcast. We really, really hope this story touched your heart as it did ours, and we'll see you next time. We'll start with an introduction, like I'm a mom of four, five, three, four, (laughs) seven, (laughs) like Tourette. Thanks for listening to another Align Mama podcast. We hope you found value in today's topic. For more mama resources, go to alignedmamas.com, follow us on social, and join our Aligned Mamas community Facebook group to connect with other moms just like you. We'd like to hear from you. Have a podcast topic? Want to get in touch with us? Want to share your story as a guest? Email us at alignedmamas at gmail.com. See you next time. I can see my feelings now. I can see you. And the sea